In this episode, I will be speaking with Vincent Michelet, a B leader who helps organizations to become B Corps. We'll be talking about this relatively new concept called B Corp, what it is, why it matters, and what you have to do as a firm to become and stay B Corp certified. Welcome to Reset Mindset Podcast, showing you how companies are combining sustainability and profit today. We believe everyone has a responsibility to innovate for a better future. So if you are looking for inspiring stories to reinvent a sustainable future, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Reset Mindset Podcast. My name is Noah Stoltz, and I'm excited to be here with Vincent Michelet today. Hey, Vincent, how are you doing? Hello, Nora. I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for inviting me. Great. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Vincent, you're a B leader, helping firms to become B Corps. To start, what is a B Corp? Well, a B corporation is a business that meets the highest standards on three criteria. So number one is a social and environment performance. Number two is public transparency. And number three is accountability. So these are new kind of businesses, you know, and the objective here is to balance profit and purpose. And all of this is verified by a non-profit organization called the B-Lab. So B Corp is a certification that follows, that has three P-pillars. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And so B Corp and Benefit Corporation, I heard these things before. Is it the same thing? No, actually, it's not the same thing. And there is some confusion here. So it's actually good that you stress it out. B Corp is a third-party certification. The Benefit Corporation is a legal structure for a business that exists in the U.S. because it was born in the U.S. Uh, then in Europe, you have uh, Italy, for example, and Latin America in Colombia. But it's not all over the place in the world. So they can complement each other, but, but they're not the same thing. That was Harriet, my dog, for <laughs> everyone who doesn't know her yet. Do you agree. <laughs> what are the benefits? Why do firms become B Corps? Well, one clear benefit is the output, because uh, B Corp equals what? Equals a reputation, brand equity, employee engagement attracting talents, differentiation from competition. So all these elements that uh, resonate to companies today. Now, if you allow me, you know, there's another benefit that I call the, the wake-up call when you start the B Corp process. And what I mean by that, it's, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity to open your eyes when, uh, on what is expected in terms of sustainability leadership out there. You know? It's a kind of uh, healthy sanity check for whatever company is thinking of playing a role in the sustainability agenda. Great. So if I understand you correctly, and I mean, this podcast is all about sustainability leadership. B Corp can be one way for an organization to look into the, the state of their sustainability strategy, uh, where they are um, on the curve and encourage them to simply improve their business practices and their um, sustainability leadership a little bit more. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we heard a lot about this, you know, talking about profit, balance between profit and purpose. We heard a lot about these new paradigms, such as the Downing model, the, the, the most famous, the triple bottom line. Uh, and, uh, you know, by the way, triple bottom line is, is a different framework, accounting framework. And basically you're saying that instead of one bottom line, there should be three people, profit and the planet. And B Corp is all about this. 
you try to encompass all these elements, people, planet, profit, very relevant when you talk about sustainability leadership. And so with all the, all the work around B Corps happening, why does it matter to the wider society? Well, you know, again, if you talk about, you know, this, uh, what I like to call, or we call it the B economy, uh, you need to demonstrate that you're going towards that direction. And by the virtue of being verified and certified, all these businesses that join the B Corp community, they, they do what? They accelerate this shift towards this new paradigm. And this is why it matters, because we really need to accelerate this system's change today. And talking about the history and growth of B Corp, could you tell us a little bit where B Corp emerged? You mentioned the US, you know, how long has it been around for? All right, well, you're absolutely right. I started in the US in 2006. There were 49 companies the first year. Now we are uh, above 3,500 in more than 70 countries. I think there was a real kickoff when in 2012, uh, Patagonia decided to join the company. That was really kind of a catalyst. And who was behind or multiple people behind the initiation of B Corp? Whose brainchild is it? Yeah, so well, there were there were quite a, a few people behind it, you know, and they, they tried again in the U.S. You had quite a serious endorsement uh, at that time already, but in 2006 uh, there was really a a feeling that uh, you wanted to form a community of business leaders who would really move towards this notion of triple bottom line, this notion of balance, profit, and purpose. I only came across B Corp a few years ago, to be honest, and I feel suddenly the media attention picked up and certainly some of the cool new startups, some of them are showing their B Corp labels. And so what's happening there? Um, how many new B Corps have come to the market in recent years? Yeah, well, so they're quite a few. Actually, it's one of the trends we see, you know, there's small companies, probably due to the fact that it is easier for small companies to make changes. So, but we also see an interest in uh, relatively small uh, new B Corps being purchased by larger, more traditional companies. So think of UK, you know, Puka Herbs uh, in UK, which has been purchased by Unilever. So that's okay. one of the trends we see. I really like that you said smaller companies find it easier to get B Corp certified and as a result become potentially attractive acquisition targets for some of the multinational consumer companies such as Danone. Is that right? That's correct. Unilever, Danone. Although Danone has decided to go for B Corp at corporate level, which is quite unique. That's the largest corporate organization that is willing to become B Corp or the subsidiaries. While you see Unilever, slightly different, they are trying to purchase directly brands which are B Corps. And just help me to think about it. How does a B Corp certification tie in with some of the other sustainability strategies and concepts? Let's say the UN SDG, you mentioned an accounting framework. What's happening there and where does it fit? Ah, that's a great question. And then here I must say that B Lab uh, does a tremendous job in, uh, in exchanging with a sustainability organization, as you said, you know, NGOs, local authorities, private sector. They work together uh, because they want to drive together sustainability agenda, but also find uh, synergies. And the uh, two examples, if I can mention, 
The first one is a collaboration between D-Lab and the UN Global Compact. They designed together a tool called the SDG Action Manager, and that uh, allows businesses to learn basically which SDGs matter most to them, uh, their impact, how to set goals, track improvement. This is a fantastic tool. And the second example, which I think is brilliant, is also the collaboration more recently with the GRI, which is a global reporting initiative, and to allow companies to, to connect the GRI standards, which are the standards for sensibility reporting, and uh, the B impact assessment tool, which is what you use for the certification. This is also a great initiative because you don't want to have too many different initiatives and reporting tools and standards that are not aligned. That helps a lot. I can fully see that. And I really like the SDG action manager sounds really, really interesting. I think I'm going to have a play right after our call and, and see what I can do. Now we are, we are moving swiftly into the certification process. And so you are a B leader and your mission is to help firms who want to become B Corps or uh, get B Corps certified. Can you tell us the high level roadmap, what is required, what are the steps, what are the things they should watch out for? And also, of course, what do you do? Okay, so to start with the, the process, the roadmap, it's basically three steps. Step number one, you complete what is called a B-Impact report. It's a 200-question survey, and that measures, again, your social environment impact. So step number two, you meet these requirements. You know, B Corp is allowing you, but B Lab is actually expecting you to amend the, your company's governance documents, making a commitment to consider all stakeholders in the company decision-making, not just shareholders. And the step number three is make that B-Impact report public. Remember what I said at the beginning of the conversation, right? And if you should remember three things about B Corp, it's about social environment performance, accountability, and transparency. That's for the process. Now, what I, you asked me what I do as a, as a B-leader. Well, I think you said it at the beginning, you know, I'm helping firms, which means I, I guide the company through this process. Now, in my view, and that would be you know, a piece of advice for B-leaders, you should also be able to advise and support the company with their overall sustainability strategy. Because I can tell you, Nora, in almost every case, there will be a need to adapt or design new strategy initiatives. How do you prioritize them? How, what are the most relevant for NGOs, investors, legislators? So you need to be in a position to advise on those elements while, of course, targeting the, the certification. And what are some concrete examples when it comes to sustainability strategy? You know, on sustainability strategy, and I think that is also very valid for you know, any company that would like to start from scratch. You know, I spoke about the, the, you know, the startups. I think the startups have a great opportunity to, to be, uh, I call it, you know, uh, be born. So you do the right things. Be born, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, you want to, to start on the right foot, right? So I would say, and that's valid for any companies, but I would say, make sure to build your mission with already this triple bottom line in mind, you know, the thing we talked about. Second, right after that, protect your mission. Use the frameworks recommended by BLAB to do that. And number three, you know, I think it's very well received 
uh, and increasingly well received and can help you tremendously in the certification is to be ambitious on diversity and inclusion and start from the top. For example, you know, in case of startup, when you compose your board, right from the beginning, think of diversity and inclusion. This is, for me, a game changer in this type of, uh, of certification. Before we wrap it up, you mentioned frameworks from B-Lab. Could you tell us a little bit where people can find these frameworks and how they can be helpful? Yes, so, you know, every information regarding B Corp and B Lab is available actually on the website. You can actually access uh, the tool directly if you want to, you know. So there are a lot of information regarding what is required, you know, because it is very important upfront to set up the expectation. This is not an easy process. This is quite demanding. So I think you have a very good point. You know, you can have a look on the website. It is very clear what is expected the company to do from, again, the social environment performance, the transparency that is required, and the legal accountability. Oh, sorry, the accountability. And the last question, one of my favorite questions, is always... What is the one question I didn't ask you today and you'd like to answer? Okay. Uh, so you, you asked me what a B leader does. I think I would say what a B leader shouldn't do. And I think I touched upon this, right? But uh, I, would, I would summarize it in one word, over-promising. Again, the certification is a very demanding and robust process. This is why it is so credible towards the stakeholder. This is why, as you said, it's getting traction. But with the same token, it may require drastic changes in the culture, in the modus operandi of the company. So, you know, even perhaps the business model, you need really to be open to, to look and reassess your business model. So you really need to set up the right level of expectation up front. And then, then you're off for a, a splendid journey. That sounds so interesting and so fascinating. I'm going to head over on the website from B-Lab, look up the impact assessment. And I'm also really curious if I can find perhaps a startup who we can bring on the show who changed their business model as a subsequence to becoming B Corp certified. Thank you so much, Vincent, for coming on the show. It was a joy and a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Nora. Thank you.